Hello and welcome to Sobriety Elevated, the podcast that is committed to empowering you in your recovery and elevating your sobriety. Join us now for the next episode. We hope you create an incredible experience. Let's get the show started. And we're back with another episode. Yes, we are. Yeah, and we're excited. Jim and I wanted to just thank our listeners up front here and just kind of let you guys know an update. You know, we got a little inconsistent maybe with how quickly we're putting episodes out there. And we've got a commitment this year to be more consistent and put two episodes out a week. Also, we have a lot of guests lined up and we just wanted to put it out there. If you're interested in maybe joining the podcast and telling your story or giving your perspective, uh, reach out to one of us and we'd love to hear it. We've also got some new sound equipment, so we will sound better. Jim has his. He's an overachiever and got his hooked up quickly. And uh, I'm waiting on one more little piece to get mine going. And so I just wanted to give you guys a heads up of good things coming. But let's get into today's episode. And I think today we're going to talk about, I don't think, I know, we're going to talk about today is kind of life and sobriety, what it looks like, what it's like, what's what's good, what's uh, maybe sometimes not so good. What prompted this for me today is, you know, we're, we're recording this today on a, it's a holiday, Martin Luther King Day, and I was able to go out with my niece, my nephew, my daughter. We went to a, a trampoline park and it was pretty cool. I had five people, no exaggeration, come up to me that I knew that knew my story and came up to me and all of them wanted to talk about sobriety and recovery. And they were all like, we're so happy for you. A lot of things that honestly are good to hear and they, they do help me feel better, but it kind of put me back into perspective of, of how life is so much different now that I've found sobriety. I guess there's a lot of things to talk about and, and Jim will chime in here as we go to and, and put his perspective in there as a coach and also as somebody who's in recovery too, if I let him talk, which maybe I won't today. I don't know. We'll see. Oh boy. No, I'm just joking. I know. Yeah. Long-term recovery. One of the things about long-term recovery, Kevin, since you got sober, our world has changed. And one of the things is, is life in sobriety right now is different than life in sobriety even 18 months ago. Definitely. I mean, with this pandemic and everything else that's been going on, it's life is different. What's been cool for me is, you know, to be able to to find the joy in life again. I was obviously a lot of people know my story. And I think maybe one episode, I'm just going to tell my story and just kind of go from start to finish. Maybe we'll do that in the next week or two. I think for me, I was so sick. And with addiction being a disease, you know, I like to refer to it as sick. And you can people disagree with that. Or whatever, but I was sick and I was hurting and I was in really bad shape. And I didn't enjoy my life. I didn't enjoy myself. I didn't enjoy anything. I would say as someone with a dis-ease, sick to me is a very harsh term. You were at the effects of your disease, and you were also at the effects of your mental thoughts and your mental thought processes. And as those got clear while you actually stopped feeding your disease. That is when, Kevin, your healing began. 
Yeah, and the healing the healing came through sobriety, you know, and it, it wasn't easy and it wasn't like um, an overnight thing. And I can't, I really hate it, you know, um, because some people it happens overnight, it happens quickly. For me, it was a process and it started with my bottom, which everybody's bottom is different, but mine was, uh, w- was bad for me. People can compare theirs and all that. I don't think that really matters. I hit my bottom and I was desperate for change and I knew that I couldn't live like I was anymore. Now it helped to have other people uh, kind of putting that input into me, Rachel, my, you know, who's my wife and other people as well that were kind of letting me know, hey, when your drug dealer tells you, hey, it's probably time to chill out, it was probably time. And it's interesting because my bottom came when I was 12 years old. And one of these times we'll have to share my story, but my bottom came when I was 12 years old. And my recovery program was my parents grounding me for almost a year and a half. It was back in a completely different era, back when spanking was okay and back when you could ground somebody for a year and a half. And I literally only left the property under one of their two supervisions or to go to school. And in school, they monitored me through every single teacher. So one of these days, we'll have to talk about my story also. That does not sound like the life of sobriety that I want to talk about today because uh, being no, put under no, the, we, no, we do not have to talk about yeah, that today. Put under the, the thumb of, of parents. But honestly, it was the same for me. It just wasn't my parents. You know, I had everybody watching every move because that's kind of what – Yes. That's what we did. That's what we deserved. That's what I did and I deserved. I can say that. And so people watching every move afterwards, you know, checking the bank account, checking the phones, all of that was was completely normal. But I want to talk about, like you said, long-term recovery. You know, I'm coming up quickly here, coming up on three years, which is absolutely crazy to me when you think about it. And actually today I was talking to one of those people that came up to me. They were like, you know, how, what's it like? Like, how, how did it happen? And it was cool to, to kind of tell them. And really today life is, I, I hate to say this because I, I don't want people to get resentful, but it's, it's pretty easy. I found the easier, softer way where there's problems that are coming. Like I have stress and stress and stress, but it's still an easier, softer way now. Oh, I got it. I just, I got to come into that because you have actually healed yourself through so much hard work. If you saw me, you would see me use the air quotes easy. If you're listening to this, Kevin's life has a lot of stress in it. The difference is with the level of healing that he's done, it may appear easy to him, but as his coach, when he goes through stressful times, he now handles it in a completely different manner. And he's done the work to the point that, Kevin, you're still working hard. I mean, it's one of the side comments I wanted to do was an episode about good stress versus bad stress. Because, Kevin, when stressful things hit you, it's a good stress now, and it literally feeds your soul. Whereas in your addiction, with the behaviors that you did, that's a bad stress where there was a lot of clandestine things, and you had to hide a lot of things. And that literally is stress upon stress, and that creates a very tough scenario. Yeah, that's that's one thing that I want to talk about, you know, to get into this a little bit is, you know, you go from living a lie every day and and really just hiding things and having to manipulate things. And, you know, I, I we used to call it the the house of cards that I had built. 
it came toppling over. And I'm so thankful that it did, which I can't believe. I'm thankful that the person that kind of started this, who I hated and resented so much, started like the process of me being quote unquote found out. I'm thankful for that now because it brought me to where I am today. And it's it's like what you said, you know, today when I'm talking to these people and a lot of these people knew me pre-recovery. Now, some of them didn't know. They commented like, hey, we knew you liked to have fun. We didn't realize how bad it was. And the more they thought about it, though, they realized how like how hidden it was and just how deep this addiction and this this pain that I was dealing with was. You said it. The healing has really happened. And what I had to do was first I had to get dry and I had to get sober. The problem was, is the reason I drank and did drugs and gambled was so I didn't have to deal with anything because it and it. Wow. You, that's how delusional our brain gets. It causes so many more problems. But for me, it was my solution for a long time. Bingo. I was just going to say that because when an addict first uses and it works, they just do it again and again and again. And you had also had some childhood trauma. You had had some life trauma early on that it is hard sometimes for the mind at when you are so young to wrap itself around that trauma. And when we find something that we use that numbs the trauma, we just do it more and more and more. And Kevin, I suspect that yours just grew and grew and grew over the years. Yeah, it started out as a as a little medicine and then it turned into just uh, a need and it got so ugly. And, you know, we'll spare the details for now. That's for another time. But the recovery part and the healing part, it was so hard. You know, if you're in early recovery right now, or early sobriety, and you're maybe on day 10 or you're on day 30 or on day two, and you're just thinking, oh, my God, how am I going to deal with all this? And, you know, the best advice that I got, I hate, I say, probably say that a lot. People do comment that I say the best a lot about a lot of things, but that's how much I love so many things that I've heard and have happened to me in recovery. So uh, take the word, the best, one of the best we'll say from now on to, to keep it better. Things that I heard was that I didn't have to live that way anymore, you know? And somebody told me you never have to drink or do drugs again. And, and that like made me panic early on because for the first two, three, four, five days, all of a sudden those problems that I was numbing were there. All that anxiety, all that that pain, all that pressure was there. And so I had to deal with it. And so it was a process of healing. It was a process of of restoring. It was a process of unlearning a lot of things and, and of really uh, getting into the, re- the real world, into reality. And it was hard. But the beauty of it now is, you know, it's, we're talking about this and um, it's funny how the conversations turn a lot of times, but what I really want to talk about is just how good things are. And the fact yeah. is, is, is life and sobriety is so good. I have problems every day. I have issues every day. I have stress every day. But today, the fact that I drove around my niece, my nephew, and my daughter in my truck all day, we went to like 10 different places. We went to lunch. We went all over the place. And I didn't have a drink, which in itself is a miracle. But two, the fact that I have the trust where nobody's worried where I'm at, nobody's checking my GPS, making sure I didn't stop at some hole in the wall bar. Because honestly, three years ago, I did that stuff. And so now having that freedom of, like you said, I have no lies. So when I'm talking to everybody and telling them about my life and, and things like that, and there's just like a new level of transparency for me that's almost funny. I was so hidden and ashamed, a funny story today. You know, I'm, I'm talking to some old friends that I had a lot of random encounters with, and we were just talking about life. And um, my shirt, I realized, was inside out. And you couldn't really tell. And and I just thought back, this is, this is really crazy, but I just want to tell the story. I think back of my life 
and how like I was always so embarrassed and so scared of like being found out about anything because I was just hiding everything of, of who I thought I was because I didn't like myself. Where today I'm laughing. I'm like, look at me, guys. I'm such an idiot. I have my shirt inside out. And here I am taking care of three kids. This is scary. You know, we started joking about it. And just the fact that I can come out and be vulnerable about, and I know it sounds stupid, the shirt being inside out, but that's like who I am now. I'm a guy that can be vulnerable and can go out there and be like, when I see someone hurting, I can like feel their pain because I've been there. I've been hurting. I love that because literally you have turned vulnerability into a strength. You are literally impenetrable because you are so vulnerable. You live your sobriety as your reality. And Kevin, that is what makes you so strong. I mean, I also think, you remember we had Caleb on as a guest and Caleb is close to 160 days free of of uh, alcohol. And I want to say almost getting close to almost two and a half months free of everything. And last week he signed up for a coaching program. And I have committed that he is going to go through this online program in 30 days and get certified as a coach because he now wants to be a year clean of everything and he wants to be the rest of his life clean and he wants to make a difference for other people who are struggling to get clean. That is good news. You are, Kevin, you are sharing your story with people and, and I think it's kind of a blessing that the people have seen your transformation. Because they can look and they can be proud. And if you're out there, there is strength in vulnerability. Yeah, you don't have to tell everybody every little detail. But for me, and my personality is this, you know, I'm an Enneagram type 8. I'm a type A personality. I'm really out there and in your face type guy. And so for me, it works. Like, you know, they call it extreme vulnerability. A lot of my friends do because I'm just out there. Like, I love to, to share what's going on with me because it helps so many people. I've been amazed at how many times people that I would never dream and guess, people at church, people from all around will come up to me and tell me their struggles and what's been going on. And that's the beauty of sobriety and of recovery. It's transparency. It's honesty. It's living a life that is just open and vulnerable. And you said it, you know, Caleb there, he's coming up, you know, on whatever, however much time, it doesn't really matter, but he wants to help people. And that's the key to my life of sobriety. I went from the most selfish, self-centered human being on the planet to where I still struggle with that, by the way, where now I can put other people first and I can say, hey, I want to help them because I remember what it was like. And the 12-step programs, you know, that's step 12 is giving back and helping others and being of service and sharing this message with other people. And that's what I want to do. I want to live that as my lifestyle. And if you don't have the honesty and you don't have the integrity, you know, you've got to watch what you say. And that's the beauty. I put it out there because there's some major accountability for me. Some people in certain programs actually have told me that I'm out there too much. And you know what? That's their opinion. And honestly, I don't really care what they say because I want to help people you can, and I don't care. You can never be out there too much because, because the byproduct of this not only is having an incredible life, but your sobriety is so strong and it just keeps getting stronger. I mean, can you imagine it a year from now when we're doing a podcast a year from now and you are literally even stronger? 
Yeah, the way my life has went into like, you know, the the fifth dimension or whatever you want to call it, hyperspeed, things are so good. But that's because I do do it. You know, we talk about life and sobriety and we'll close here with this. You know, my my life, people are like, what's your life look like? And I guess we'll we'll end it with this. You know, I am a very active in my recovery. Every single day I'm doing a reading out of some kind of literature. For me, it's, it's, I'll just say it, it's the big book. I read out of the big book every single day. I read out of the Bible every single day, which is part of me. Uh, sometimes a little, sometimes a lot. Prayer is a part of it. Recovery meetings are a huge part of it. And also talking to other people that are struggling or other people that are in recovery every single day is a huge part of my life. I'm not like the most disciplined guy in the world, which is what people think of. It's what somebody said to me today, actually, like, man, you're so disciplined. I'm like, actually, not really. I still oversleep sometimes. I still do all kinds of stuff. But I'm disciplined about getting what I have to get in every day. And so I am just, uh, I'm beyond thankful for the life that I have. Jim, you said it. It's It's been a lot of work, but it's not like hard work. You know, it's work that you, it is hard and difficult sometimes. But when you put in the work, this life gets so much easier. And so I just want to challenge people out there. One is, is I would say vulnerability, you know, start to, to be vulnerable with others. Two is if you're thinking about yep. getting sober, reach out to someone and, and let's get this process and this journey started. I'm so thankful that people put me, you know, helped me get into treatment. And, and if you're out there and you're in recovery and maybe you've kind of slipped from those daily disciplines or those things that you need to do, you know, it's a slippery slope. So let's get back on, on the programs. I guess long story short is life and sobriety is pretty amazing because even the problems we can get through because we have tools and we have we have people around us that can help us. So with that, I'll go ahead. And then it truly becomes easy. Yeah, with that it truly becomes easy. And sometimes the word easy sometimes, but it it really it's it's the easier, softer way. And that's in one of the programs they say that. And, And you know what? When you hear that at the beginning, you think, wow, no way. And you might be saying that right now, but I'm telling you. It is the easier, softer way. And with that, we'll close. I just want to thank everybody for listening. Please like, share. Let's get this out there. We are reaching a lot of people, thousands of people, in fact, which is still crazy to me. Put us out there, please, and, and let's uh, let's help more people. So with that, I want to say goodbye. And Jim? Create an incredible day.